Welcome to another episode of Straight Talk with Strahan. Hey, it's Odie Strahan, and I'm having one of the most amazing days of my life. Hopefully you are too. Let's get this show started. What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Straight Talk with Strahan. Guys, we are in for a treat today. Uh, this gentleman that we have on is a phenomenal scholar athlete who just recently achieved a 5.0 GPA this, his past, this past term. I'll repeat that, 5.0 GPA. He's also a phenomenal runner who runs track and cross country. We're going to discuss many topics with him today, uh, from how, he comp- how he's accomplished his academic success to you know, balancing sports with school to the, uh, the impact that the pandemic's had on him as well as some new things that he's picked up during this pandemic and, you know, a whole, a whole lot more. So just really excited to have him on the pod. Isaiah Strahan, you out there? Yes, sir. How you doing today? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm well, you know, just got out of class, but holding on. Okay. All right, man. Uh, officially the first guest that uh, hopped on right after class, man, that you're ready. Thanks for, thanks for coming on the pod. Um, you know, really excited to you know to have you on um you know it's episode i've been wanting to do for some time and between the time that i was gonna have you on and now you obviously just achieved something pretty massive which we'll 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 get into when it comes to that 5.0 gpa that yours which i initially thought 5.0 was just a car so that's pretty amazing man actually you know what let's let's get right into that um so when it comes to achieving the 5.0 gpa this past term um how did you feel about that accomplishment um, I, I was excited about it at first, but then it didn't really feel too crazy because I'm taking all the hardest classes. I have to strive to be the best. So why settle for less than that? Gotcha, man. Let me ask you, uh, was that a goal that you, you had, um, uh, for some time or is just something that, you know, just became a possibility once you saw the type of, you know, classes and courses that you're taking? Well, um, freshman year, I heard about it and I had some upperclassmen shooting for it. So I thought, okay, maybe I'll try for it. Then sophomore year came around, and I was like, well, if I'm going to go full IB, I might as well give it all I got and get the 5.0. Gotcha, man. Yeah, that's a, a huge accomplishment. Uh, like I said, that's literally something I thought was just a car, man. I didn't even think 5.0 was was possible. So definitely uh, congrats on that. Uh, talk to me about the work that it took to accomplish that uh, feat. You know, like how many hours of homework did you do, you think, on average, you know, per night, um, you know, during this past term? Yeah, so, um, you know, a basic night of homework for me is anywhere between two to four hours, depending on how much and how well I lock in and, you know, like what's just going around around me. But, yeah, um, and then classes, the lectures are kind of rigorous. You got to take all your notes. You got to stay on top of everything or else everything will just come and bite you later. Let me ask you, was it uh, the expectations that you had going into it? I mean, Obviously, you knew what type of, you know, especially with your upperclassmen kind of giving you a little bit of a heads up. Uh, you kind of knew somewhat what to expect. Was it more or less than what you expect you expected going in? It was a little bit less because my upperclassmen really did do a good job of preparing me and gave me <laughs> lots of good expectations. So that it's kind of like when your middle school teacher t- tells you how hard high school is going to be. And it's not as bad as they say, but like on a smaller scale. Gotcha, man. All right. Well, let's get into your overall success that you've had up to this point. So you've literally have been a straight A student your whole life. Um, you know, so talk to me about, you know, being disciplined and some of the behaviors that you've created over the years 
Uh, and specifically, you know, this is straight talk. I know a lot of people, a lot of uh, students, a lot of parents, a lot of just people in general, coaches, you name it, have been waiting for this episode. Uh, what are some, you know, behaviors and some things that you've been able to do to really be disciplined in achieving such success for a long, uh, you know, amount of time? Um, I don't really have any systems or anything that I use. It's kind of just like self-pressure. I'm not a naturally competitive person, but the person I hate losing to the most is myself when I know I can do better than what I'm doing. So I kind of just push myself and then I always like take note of when I'm lacking in something to make sure I come up and do it later and just always improving, always maintaining and sharpening my skills over time. That's good. That, that, I see that. That's real good. What are, uh, what are some key factors to your success that you would say? Um, definitely not getting distracted easily. I like to, I like to just sit down, tone in, get everything done. Um, I, I'm not like, I don't fall into peer pressure or anything like that. Cause generally I know what I want and people, I'm kind of hard headed, so people can't convince me otherwise. And I think just having a good support group, I have a lot of supportive friends. We help each other. I have in and out of school. And then my parents are always there for me if I need anything. So I feel like my environment and then my, myself have been just really positive and keeping me going. That's really good. So not being able to be distracted is what I heard. Uh, being uh, obviously knowing and being confident on what's right, what's wrong, or what, what needs to be done um, is another, as well as, um, you know, just having that great support group. Yeah, for sure. Has most of this come natural for you? I mean, and uh, you know, you can be honest. Has most of this come natural for you or, or, or you know, or do you find this difficult? Um, well, if we take it back to elementary school, I always remembered being really anxious and like, especially in like third grade when there was a hard or um, like a standard spelling test, I always had to get the hard spelling test and that would give me anxiety. But I just, I just got used to it and said, you know, I'm going to be, I'm smart. I might as well try to be the smartest I can be. And then as I got up in the grades, I adjusted to the difficulty level and just kept going. What would you say has been the toughest challenge thus far? Uh, from an academic standpoint for you? Um, the hardest challenge for me personally was in sophomore year when I had my first AP class, which is a mini college course, basically. And I just assumed that it would be a normal honors class, which is like you do the bare minimum and you can get a B. And I did my first test, got a, got a fat D, and that kicked everything into gear. I was studying <laughs> every day. I was taking a heck of notes. I was doing all the labs, uh, anything possible. Next couple of tests come in, I get an A for that term. The next term, in a four out of five on the AP test at the end of the year. That's a, that was a, sounds like it was, it was a wake-up call. Yeah, it was a really big wake-up call. Good. Gotcha, gotcha. And, and so you think up to, the, up to this point, that has been the biggest challenge for you? Yeah, because it prepared me for everything that I have now. All, they're basically an AP class, but that AP class woke me up and gave me what I need to know in order to do all my classes now. Has, I mean, for the most part, I mean, for the most part, for someone like, I mean, because, you know, you, we've had, uh, you know, you've had teachers, uh, you know, follow you along. I know you have a third grade, third or fourth grade, I'm not sure what grade it was that she had you. Uh, Miss Justice always, uh, you know, has always touched base with you. Like just people have really, really, uh, you know, gravitated towards you and took a liking to you and really, you know, have been your biggest fans and cheerleaders, you know, uh, it, it, do you feel like all of this academic success you've had 
um, a lot of it has just, just come really natural for you? Or do you feel like you really have had to put, you know, work to, to, to achieve this greatness? Um, I feel like a lot, a lot of it is natural. I, I wasn't, I've always just been actively trying to do my best and I've, I love proving people wrong. So when they say I couldn't do something, I did it. And I think the, I have a good work ethic, but my natural intelligence probably helps it a lot more than that. Gotcha, man. I gotcha. Let me ask you, um, what advice do you have for someone that's really looking to take, you know, academics to the highest level? You know, I'm talking about like 4.5 and higher. Um, you know, what are some specific, you know, uh, you know, things that you could, it's some advice that you would have for them when it comes to, especially when they get to, as you know, the difference between elementary to middle school to high school. Uh, what's some advice that you have for someone? You have to be honest with yourself and really know your strengths, your weaknesses, and what you like and what you don't like. If you have the choice to take honors math and then, you know, in high school, using that middle school honors math, you can take math two and three, go straight to pre-calculus then do that. If you love math and you think you're going to strive in it, if you hate math, but you want to go be a little smarter, take honors math, take honors two, take honors three, like a regular high school student would. But um, definitely know your strengths and weaknesses. Also get to know the teachers because even if you're the best student at something and you don't want to be stressed, it's good for your mental health to know that you have a good teacher. Very, 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 very strong advice there, man. Uh, before we get into the you know, you being a scholar athlete, before we get to the athlete aspect and, and talk about little sports here, what are some career goals that you have for yourself? Um, I've always loved technology. And as I've grown up, I've learned that I really like biological and chemical science. So uh, lately, I've just been preparing myself for a biomedical engineering field or the um, chemical engineering field. Gotcha, man. And, and, and I know I'm pretty sure it's one question you get quite a bit, especially with the fact that you've been able to achieve, you know, such, I mean, hate to be so redundant, but I mean, a feat that not too many students get when it comes to a 5.0 GPA. Um, do you have any colleges in sight or you have, do you have a top five, top 10 list at all? Not yet. I'm supposed to be looking into it this year, but definitely going to be going for some really um, prestigious colleges when it comes to the um, STEM field. So like there's this MITs, the CITs type thing. And there's no problems with probably staying local with the UC. Gotcha, man. Well, yeah, I, I think any college that, um, you know, that, that, you know, is able to, you know, get you would, you know, is going to be blessed. Uh, you're definitely going to add a lot of value, um, you know, to that campus, man. And, um, you know, I know, I know that's something that, you know, everybody's excited to see uh, when it comes to, you know, your, your next step uh, when it comes to your, uh, you know, when it comes to your college, your college choice. Uh, but, you know, I know we have some time still, you know, you're only a junior, so you got a little bit of time on that one. But yeah, definitely, it definitely would uh, be a good thing to get that list going, you know, because I'm pretty sure, um, you know, you guys are going to, you know, do your thorough research on, on the schools to make to make the best decision for yourself. Yeah, we actually have a class in one of my classes, we put time aside towards the end of this term to look at that. So I'll make sure to use that time wisely. Awesome, man. Well, let's get into the athletic aspect here. So let's talk about track and cross country. How did you find a love for running? And when did you start running? Um, it was kind of an accident, really, because I've always had to be in a sport, especially during like the summer. And by the time middle school rolled around, I wasn't playing basketball or soccer anymore. So I was like, I have to join a sport. Only sport that was open was cross country and no track and field, actually. And I jumped in that. 
fell in love with it. I liked the 800 meter. I liked the 400 meter. And then that's all I ran for a year. And then the next year in middle school, I did cross country before track season, fell in love with that too. So the next track season, I did 800 a mile just to build up on that distance running. And yeah, that's really the story. Which one do you prefer between uh, cross country and track? Track, definitely. Track was my first love. Track has the 800 meters. Those two laps will always be the greatest two laps that I ever run. Two minutes, 30 seconds or less, always the most euphoric thing I can ever be doing. <laughs> All right. Talk to me about the difference between the, the two and the different mentality that both require for you to be successful. And, you know, so, you know, what it takes from a mental standpoint, going to a cross country, you know, event as, as opposed to the 800 in track. Hey, quick break here. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but we'll get right back to it. Just want to know, are you looking to improve your health and fitness? Are you looking for a trainer to help you guide you along the way? We'll look no further. Check out Ruben Hernandez of Relentless Strength and Sports Performance. Ruben is a trainer whose purpose is to help you make positive changes in your lifestyle and improve your quality of life. His goal is to educate you on how simple changes in your daily habits can help you look and feel great. Ruben is an upcoming trainer who is passionate about helping you reach and achieve your goals. He is dedicated to making your training experience unique and specific to you. He specializes in functional movements, so whether you're looking to build muscle, lose weight, or improve your overall movement, he can help you do it all. He is located in the northern Sacramento area in his own private facility. You can check him out on Instagram at Ruben7Hernandez. Feel free to contact him through direct message or call him at 209-406-7028. Again, that's 209-406-7028. If you have any questions or to schedule your first session, mention Straight Talk with Straight Hand and receive 50% off. Yes, you heard it right, 50% off your first session. So what are you waiting for? Head on over and book your first session with Ruben and make sure to give him a follow on Instagram at Ruben 7 Hernandez. That's R-U-B-E-N, the number 7, H-E-R-N-A-N-D-E-Z on Instagram. Go change your life. Well, okay, let's start with track. So with track, I'm just going to talk about the 800 meter. Everyone in track, or at least a good majority, will say that the 800 is one of the worst events because it's not, it's not a, an endurance race and it's not a sprint. It's just a really long, hard run. And you got to be strategic from when you push to how you start everything in the middle. You just have to keep it all locked in because, you know, as soon as you slow down, the guy behind you is going to pick up on that and start going faster and you're going to fall back behind the pack. And yeah, so for track, you got to lock in, really know your race, know yourself. Don't get phased by your opponents because they're always on the left or right or front of you. Don't never look back. For a cross country race, what you do is you get really toned in, really stretched out and you know the course like the back of your hand. You know when you're going to make your moves. You know that you need to stay on your pace because five, two, two to five seconds, maybe 10 seconds off your pace and you're already falling behind or pushing too far ahead and you're going to slow down later. You just got to stay locked in. Don't worry about the guy next to you going in front of you because he might die out. Don't worry about the guy behind you who's sticking on you because you might need to outrun him later. You just got to stay focused on yourself and do the best you can for your team because that's who you're running for besides yourself. You know what? Yeah, talk to me about that. Uh, I know that's one thing that uh, in the past you've definitely mentioned when it comes to even with cross country. I know you said track is is by far your favorite, but I know it's one thing that you definitely, uh, you know, you definitely appreciate. And that's something you look forward to is when it comes to the, the brotherhood that you've been able to uh, establish uh, in both, you know, track and cross country. Talk to me, uh, you know, about that, because, you know, something that just hit me is when you just said that's who you're running for. So even though it's individual sport, um, it, it's to me, it's, it's always been kind of 
uh, intriguing the fact that you mentioned it when it comes to running for each other so much, even though uh, track itself is an individual sport. Talk to me about that. Yeah, so with cross country especially, both track and cross, but more so cross, you're with these guys and you're out running for like four to, five, four to three hours a day. You're running maybe three or four on the weekends, anywhere between three to like 15 miles, and you're struggling and you're passing out, you're throwing up, and you just see the struggle and you see how much your teammates are developing, you see how much you develop, and you, when you let yourself down, you're letting your team down. And it makes everything they did feel like it was for nothing because we're all trying to reach the goal. If you don't work your part, then why did they work so hard for you too, you know? Got you, man. And do you feel like that's the same even with track, with both, or, or, or a little bit more on the cross-country side? More on the cross side. Track Track is really focused on yourself. Like No, mat no matter how I place in track, it's not going to affect anyone else unless they're like, right behind me if i get third place i get third place for anyone else on my team gets what they get in cross country i get like 10th place and that's literally almost no points added to our total and cross country is like golf the lower your points the, the higher you rank in your team rankings so if i run the first seven guys count if i'm the seventh guy and i did terrible that i dragged the whole team down you know gotcha man what's your uh what has been the biggest highlight so far for you when it comes to your uh, track career? Um, I really struggled with PRing for like a year in track and field in the 800. I was stuck at like 220, 225-ish. And then end of my freshman year, beginning of my sophomore year, I started hitting the teens. I got 215 and 216. And it was only going to get better until Corona hit and our last season got canceled. It's awesome, man. So steady progression is what it sounds like. Yes. Steady progression and exceeding expectations. Exactly. Gotcha, man. Well, let's talk about this. Talk about now. This is the one thing that I wanted to hit on. And I know a lot of people were looking forward to this aspect as well is talk to me about balancing both the academics and athletic side, being able to really uh, maximize both, uh, but really being what I always call uh uh, perfectly imbalanced because I mean I really don't think there's a true balance to be perfectly honest with you and I think you know you've been able to see that when it comes to business and work family life you know uh, you've been able to observe that firsthand but talk to me uh, uh, you know talk to me about how you've been able to balance academics and athletics yeah so for me it was more of a trial and error process like in middle school you know you, the workload isn't as heavy as high school is and then the sports aren't as strenuous so you're only out there for like an hour and a half, maybe two hours, and then you come home, do your homework, and then do whatever you need to do. So I had to figure that out early. But now that I'm older, I'm good at coming home. I don't get tired. I just shower, get right on the homework, finish it, eat, and then it's, the day's wrapped up. There's nothing really to it. it so let me ask you this. How, what, how long did that itself, being able to get that down, was that, was that a process in itself? Um. No, not really. Once you once you start it and you have to do it in order to stay balanced, you kind of just stick with it and it cements itself on its own. So prior to COVID, take me through a prior like let's base it off your sophomore year, obviously, because in this case, you you know your junior year, it's kind of been a little bit different. Take me through a regular day uh, of Isaiah Strahan sophomore year. Okay, so like from the very beginning of the morning. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so yeah, um, I usually wake up around. No, naturally wake around like 5.45, 6. And then I just take that time to collect myself, lay around in bed, do whatever. 
then I start getting for get ready for school around 6:30, make some breakfast, brush my teeth, pack my bag, get dressed. Usually out the house around 7:10 ish. Then you get to school, you're there doing your work, you're talking to people, eating lunch, just having fun and learning. Then three, three, three ten rolls around, you're out of class, you're changed, you're ready to go to practice, you're at practice, you hit a small warm-up, you talk to the team a bit, ask about goals, then you go run, come back. By the time practice is over and I get picked up, I'm home anywhere between 5.30 to 6, depending on how long practice took. I get home, I lay around for like 10 minutes, go hop in the shower, do homework. Um, sometimes I finish, sometimes I eat dinner before I start, sometimes I eat it after. And by the end of the day, I'm probably homework around 10.30 to 11.45. Sometimes it goes later if, I, if need be. And I just go to bed and get ready for the next day. And a day like that, which didn't sound like too many breaks within that day, has just become a routine for you. Yeah. Is, it, is that correct? I mean, is that, is that an ideal day? Yeah. I mean, as long as nothing goes wrong, it's actually not that bad of a day, usually. Yeah, I mean, for one that's actually lived it, I, I guess one could say that. But I think, from, I mean, I think people that's, that's going to be listening to this, they're going to, you know, some of them might think that's actually an overwhelming schedule. But you know, it's always different for the person who's actually lived it, and it's like, like we've talked about, it's just become a routine. You know, if you don't know it any other way, right? I mean, it's been it's been like that. So it sounds like a a, a pretty packed day, but sounds like, uh, you know, even though you didn't put a quote unquote system together you kind of have a method methodology to it. Like you, they're, 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 you know, you, you have things in place, would you say? Yeah. Yes. Gotcha, man. Let me ask you this. Um, you know, when it comes to, you know, the pandemic, um, it hit, I know that changed a lot of things. Um, I know for the most part, unless things change, it wiped out your cross country, you know, season for, you know, for this year. Right. Um, you know, yeah, talk, that's still kind of, that's still kind of, iffy like they're still trying to do practice and everything but honestly i don't know what the season's going to be carried on with yeah so talk to me that talk to me about um you know how you've been able to you know adjust you know because the day that you just described to me a few minutes ago and that your day now is a whole lot different so talk to me about adjusting adjusting to this pandemic and how, how you've been able to stay focused despite all the changes yeah so um actually this pandemic has been very very interesting for me because now that I'm not at school when I'm at home to do my schooling, when I have breaks or when I end school, I can just do whatever I want and there's no practice anymore because I can't be around my teammates. So I know a normal day is wake up, go to class, and then class ends at two. I go skateboard or I can go hang out with friends. Usually, sometimes I just knock out the homework and chill out for the rest of the day. But um, yeah, I mean, at first I try to keep running, but it just got, I stopped running more and more as the season became more and more unsure as to whether it was going to happen. Gotcha, man. Um, so it sounds like from, I mean, for just, you know, for the parents, students listening out there that might be in similar situations as yourself, someone that, you know, high performing athlete, also, you know, very, you know, high performing student. Uh, in this case, the, the pandemic was actually a blessing for you, it sounds like. Yeah. And yeah. Right. I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but yeah, yeah, it was. And like the adjustment from real school to online school is really easy because of, I mean, you just log on and then you just do your work. You don't have to like worry about your classmates or get distracted by anything. You're just at home. 
Now, would you would you say the type of student you are could uh, help that out? Because you, you you sound like you sound like someone that's very independent. Um, you know, while others you know kind of need that extra push, maybe from a teacher in class or being or from a, a accountability standpoint, needs that you know needs that teacher physically present. Would you say the the type of uh, you know student you are and how you learn and the fact that you don't mind being independent has definitely uh, paid dividends when it comes to you continuing that success? Yeah, for sure. Because um, not the teacher usually just lectures or gives us activities to do, and then you just, you have to hold yourself accountable to do them. But the way I learn like my math and chem topics is that I just keep reading the textbook or going over my notes and practicing vigorously to get it down. And I do that in and out of the classroom in normal school. So now that I can just do it all at once and then keep doing it, it just makes things a little bit easier. So I don't have to be held back by the rest of my class. Gotcha, man. Gotcha. I mean, you know, it's tough. This, this pandemic has been tough on a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, students, a lot of people in general, but definitely kids. Uh, but it's always good to hear. I mean, I, I mean, hopefully people don't take this the wrong way, but at least, you know, when it comes to, you know, some of the, you know, the positives that, you know, that came, that came out of it, um, you know, for some, I mean, a lot of people, actually, you're not the only person that I've heard from other, uh, you know, parents and students as well, that they've been able to actually achieve a lot more, you know, during this pandemic with the way how everything's been set up, you know? Uh, hey, quick break here. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but we'll get right back to it. I would like to take a moment to talk about Rock Solid Basketball Training and Player Development in Elk Grove, located at 9096 Elkmont Way, right off Grand Line Road. Coach Phil Ritchie, former Gold High School standout, all Pac-10 player at Oregon State, and 13-year professional with a coaching resume with the Sacramento Kings, brings a high-level experience and knowledge to the area. Coach Phil Ritchie offers group, individual, AAU team training, and specialized clinics for youth, college, and pro players. And make sure to follow Coach Phil Ritchie on his Instagram at coach underscore Richie. Again, that's at coach underscore Richie. Richie spelled R-I-C-C-I for more information. And go to the website, myrocksolidfitness.com. Again, that's myrocksolidfitness.com to learn more and select basketball training. Let's go ahead and let's pivot from there and let's talk about some new passions you picked up during this pandemic. Uh, during this pandemic. Talk to me about... Uh, you know, skateboarding and, you know, how you found a love for it. Yeah. Um, so basically the whole story about me getting started with skateboarding was we had one in the garage that I had since for like 10 years. And I just decided I'm gonna learn how to Ollie today. So I took it to the backyard, tried to Ollie for like six hours. I think I got one good one called it a night. Just kept doing the same thing for about a week straight till I got it. And I just fell in love. I started skating around Bought, bought an Amazon board, which was really bad quality, but it held on for a while. And, you know, every day I try to skate every day. I want to, I want to skate and every day I don't, I can feel myself losing my um, consistency with my tricks and all that. But, you know, it's, skating isn't everything though. So got to balance it out. Let me ask you this. Is there anything that you correlate when it comes to your love for running and your love for skateboarding? Is there any, is there any connection there? Yeah, um, it's repetition and it's all in your head. Skate, skating, if you ask a lot of people, they'll think it's like all about how you move your feet and everything. It's really just a mind game. You can convince yourself whether or not you can finish the race. You can convince yourself whether or not you're going to do a trick, whether or not you're able to do the trick or like all that other stuff it just comes naturally if you get mentally ready for it. So the mental aspect, because it sounds like you like you, you like challenges. It, is that one thing that, that really has you, you know, that really had you gravitating towards the sport? 
Um, no, the thing that really had me at first was just the, it's just how cool it was. Like I've always grown up with people or like seen skate parts where these guys are just doing these awesome, amazing tricks. And it's like, how do you do that? And when I got on the board and started hitting some of these things, I was like, wow, I'm that guy. I'm like those guys. And it's just so <laughs> cool to feel. But now, now that I'm like really getting into it and developing my own style of skating, what tricks I like, what forms I like to do. And, you know, it's just really fun. It's really expressive. And, you know, you never know what you're going to land, what you're not going to land the next day. It's really exciting. How much uh, time do you actually put into skateboarding, would you say, on a daily ba- – I mean, on an average daily basis? Probably like two to three hours. Two to three hours. Gotcha, gotcha. And, and, and uh, what's the biggest challenge that you feel that skateboarding you – know, that you get from skateboarding? For me, it's – um. I feel like it's it's the fact that you have to commit to everything. I always like to like just dip my foot in a little bit, and if I don't like it, pull out. With skateboarding, if you're going five miles per hour straight in a line and you're going to try to do a trick, you got to commit to it all the way, or there's no chance at all that you're going to land on your feet. You're going to fall flat down and hurt yourself, you know? And, you know, it's, it's funny because I know you've talked about it, uh, when you've been at places, I know, I think you were in Tahoe and, and you're doing some tricks and you had like a little audience there, right? You had audience, you know, watching you and, uh, you know, were amazed. Um, let me ask you, and I know you're humble. In fact, I think sometimes humble to a fault. Um, but what would you say? I mean, a lot of people are shocked when they hear that you've only been skateboarding for what, like seven months, six months, yeah, seven months? Yeah, just about uh, seven now. Yeah. I mean, you know, all transparency you know i don't know the first thing from what from when it comes to skateboarding um but what are some tricks i guess that you know or you know like someone that's impressed by you with with some you know some moves or tricks or whatever they're called like i said i'm I'm sorry man i'm very naive when it comes to skateboarding uh what are some you know what are some tricks that uh i guess that would be impressive you know for for just anybody let alone someone that just started that you've been able to accomplish already yeah um, i mean everyone wants the kick flip that's like one of the most known tricks next to the tray flip if if someone saw me with a skateboard they probably go hey do a kick flip and if i don't land it i'm a poser or something but yeah everyone gets everyone loves to kick flip everyone loves anything that anything that pops really high and rotates and spins at the same time i can do a varial kick flip so it's a combination of a pop shove and a kick flip it's when you pop the tail and spin the board 180 degrees on the x-axis and then you kick flip it so it spins 360 degrees on the y-axis. And that's a decently hard trick, and it's a stepping stone to even harder tricks in the future. Gotcha, man. All right, man. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. It sounds like uh, – it, it really does sound like – and, I mean, I guess this could be, a, you know, just my opinion, but, I mean, I think you made it more of a fact that everything that you've really caught wind of that you truly found some passion in, uh, you you've been able to achieve great things in a short amount of time would you say yeah I think so because like before skateboarding there was other things I was trying to do during the pandemic like guitar and well guitar specifically and you know I liked it but it wasn't where my like passion was so I still play with it and stuff and I still try to learn it but I look over and see my skateboard and I instantly just want to hop on and go outside you know Gotcha. If I, it's funny, you must have read my mind because that's actually what I was going to talk talk to you about because someone had mentioned to me that you uh, played the guitar pretty well. 
what <laughs> is that something you plan on pursuing as well or is that just something that just unfortunately didn't keep your interest long enough i definitely will want to invest time into it again later but i think with um you know working a job and having school and sports again once um like the cities is open and everything uh there's just no time to add another passion into the list of things but you know when i'm older and things are more freed up probably that's awesome man that's that's really good um i typically like to end all my shows with uh you know rapid fire q a uh, th- we're going to end this with just Q&A, so it's not necessarily rapid fire. I usually just have questions coming all over the place. But just right here, like I said, you know, they are random questions still. It's still, you know, I still end it with my Q&A, still random questions. But, you know, don't, no rush on getting through it in any amount of time. Just like I said, just want to throw some random questions out there so people get to know Isaiah Strahan a little bit more. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Uh, name me a few of your favorite music artists. I know, I know you listen to music a lot. Um, right now, I really like... Um... I like Don Tolliver. I love um, Daniel Caesar and Jeremiah for sure. Those guys are the top three. And okay. Then, yeah. yeah, and then there's just like other artists, well, but they're like really underground, so it's okay. No, fire away, like such as um, John Carter, John Swy. Um, we got. I. I like a lot of rap so i have some mainstream guys like travis scott and Lil uzi but that's about it to be honest for now <laughs> all right what are you listening to on the way to the skate park what's getting what's getting you fired up what's getting me um i actually get really mellow on the way there and then get really hyped as i start getting to listen to like some brent fayaz some joji you know just some some like the energy's there but it's really calm but then once I get there, it's the trap playlist. It's the rap playlist. It's the hip hop go crazy playlist. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite subject in school? Um, chemistry for sure. One thing that's on your, what I call live list. So what most people call bucket list. What's one thing on your live list? I want to skydive. What's your favorite food? Ooh, um, Probably salmon right now. I like fish. Hey, okay. One saying that your dad says constantly. Um, how you do one thing is how you do everything. What does that mean to you? Um, you should, the way you do things shouldn't matter based on like what, what, what it is or who you're doing it for. You should just put your all into everything. That's good. That's good. That's good. Last thing, Mr. Mr. Strahan, one last thing here. Number one advice you have for aspiring scholar athletes. Just keep trying. Even if you fail a couple of times, no one's perfect. You're going to get knocked down. Just use that as energy to keep going. That's good, man. Hey, hey, listen, I appreciate your time. Um, you know, I've learned a lot of new stuff about you to be perfectly honest with you. And, um, it's, it, it, I mean, man, the mindset, the outlook on everything it was really impressive. I think, uh, I think definitely a lot of parents, a lot of uh, students, a lot of athletes, just about anybody could get some great value, um, you know, and, you know, learn from the content you were able to deliver. So I definitely just want to thank you for, uh, you know, joining the pod, man. And, and thank you for your time. Of course. Thank you for having me. No, you got it. Well, for the rest of you guys, thank you for joining me for, for another Straight Talk with Straight Hand. Continue having a blessed day. God bless everyone. 
Thanks for tuning in to another Straight Talk with Strahan podcast. And if you haven't done so already, click the subscribe button and make sure to follow him on Instagram at Strahan, S-T-R-A-Y-H-A-N-D. And we will catch you on the next episode.